Guten Morgen. Mein Name ist Alexander Mack. You do not have to say all your names right yet. It is such a joy to be with you here at the Spring Creek Church of the Brethren this day. I understand this Church of the Brethren is one of the groups that traces its beginning to a baptism a long time ago, and I will share the story of that. But first, I would like to share with you a little bit about my personal story. I was born in 1679, the eighth of 11 children to John Philip and Christina Philburn Mack. We lived in a small village of Schriesheim, Germany, where my father and two older brothers ran the mill there. Now, my father had given my two older brothers a, a cart and a horse to be able to deliver things from the mill out to a larger area community. When I was 10 years old, I began to help in the mill, but I was too young to do that. So my father gave me, a, a, you know what a wheelbarrow is, wheelbarrow? And it was a beautiful wooden wheelbarrow with a nice wooden wheel. And so I would be able to deliver the, the cornmeal, the flour, out to neighboring uh, closer to the mill, the neighbors closer to the mill. <clears throat> you know, some of those neighbors, maybe you've heard the name uh, Mennonites. Some of those neighbors were Mennonites. And as a young boy, I was always very impressed with, with their, their, their simplicity, their, their peaceful and, and modest living. I think, I think that would affect me later on as we were working at our new faith tradition. During my life, most of my life as a child and, and little boy, uh, I lived in the fear and disruptions of, of wars. Sometimes the fighting would come some close to our, our homes, the village of Shreesheim, that we would have to leave and we would hide out in the nearby woods. I remember one of those times we were up in the woods and one evening I walked to the edge of the woods and the whole sky was was filled with the colors of fire for the nearby town of Heidelberg had been burned to the ground by the French army. By the time I was 18 years old, over half of my life had been spent in the midst of wars. My friends, I do not know if wars are still in your world but if they are, I know that they, they have a, an impact on many, many people. And some of those are children. As Christ's disciples, we must continue to learn, to live, and to know the things that make for peace. Well, in 1701, I had a very joyous day in my life. I was married to Anna Marguerite de Klein, 
The Kling family were also there, lived in Schriesheim. We had grown up together, gone to school, which was in the Reformed Church. We were also baptized the first time as infants in the Reformed Church. But we had a very beautiful wedding day. It was about this time that uh, Anna Marguerite and I began to, to hear some of the, the alternative religious voices that were going on in Germany at that time. You see then, all, all people needed to belong to one of three churches, Roman Catholic, the Lutheran, or the Reformed. The Reformed Church was the one in Shreesheim. But there were also others in Germany, other groups now that were beginning to question the established state churches, feeling that they had lost their, their zeal for the faith. They had lost what it, what it really means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. Two of the groups that inspired us the most were called the Anabaptist and the Pietist. Now, the, the Anabaptists and Pietists were not the same. Uh, the Pietists were, were seeking a, an inward personal connection with the Holy Spirit, while the Anabaptists emphasized the, the community the larger community of the body of Christ, brothers and sisters. Now, we did not see these as mutual exclusive ideas, but we began to, to develop our values through merging together these two religious voices, the Anabaptist and the Pietist. For example, we, we were very, very, very important to to know that we have devotions, daily devotions, for every reading scripture and having prayer time, both personally as well as with, with our group. We also believe that building up the body of Christ came through uh, our principles of nonviolence, nonconformity, nonresistance, and that building up the body of Christ would, would come as we as we reach out to those in our group who might need things, but also reaching out to other members of our community, serving those needs for them. And certainly, we had strong emphasis on being spiritual sisters and brothers. You know, the word for church in German is Kirche. Kirke. We never knew ourselves as Kirke. Rather, we used the word Gemeinschaft. This word represented the, the special sharing and caring, love and support of brothers and sisters bounded together in Jesus Christ. And we were reminded of that spirit as we, as we worked at the different ordinances that we had, love feast, feet washing, communion, anointing and laying on of hands. So I would know myself personally this, this importance of Gemeinschaft in my life.
Anna Marguerite and I were indeed blessed to have five children, three sons and two daughters. But we also felt great sorrow as our second daughter, named after her mother, died soon after she was born. And the most difficult times for me came later on in 1720 when we had moved to Holland. In September of that year, uh, my dear wife died unexpectedly. And just one week later, uh, our daughter Christina died. She was just six years old at the time. Now I share these sorrows with us so that we may know that claiming Christ's call upon our lives does not mean that we do not have challenges, struggles, grief, sorrow in our lives. But we know, don't we brothers and sisters, that even when those times come, we are gathered and surrounded by the Gemeinschaft. I'm sure many of you could share times with me and when you have been upheld, supported and prayed for by members here at Spring Creek. Well, let me take you back now. 1706, we're beginning to learn more from the Pietists and the Anabaptists and we started to have meetings in my father's meal. Just a small group of us would meet together. We would read scripture and, and discuss what the scripture was meaning to us. In August 1706, while we were having one of those meetings, the civil authorities came in from Heidelberg and they told us, you, you cannot do that. This is, this is against the rules of the established state churches the Roman Catholics, the Lutheran, the Reforms. You hear what I say? That we could not sit together, open our Bibles and read together? That very evening, Anna Marguerite and me make a very, very hard, important decision. We gathered up what we could carry and our two children at the time, and we left Shreesheim. Shreesheim was home of Klings and Max for generations. It was our livelihood. Our friends were there. But we were feeling that God was calling us to something, something more in our faith, and we had to leave and find a place where we could express that. We eventually made it to the Wittgenstein area, which was north of Shreesheim, and a beautiful village called Schwarzenau. Now, the, the rules about the established state churches were the same in Schwarzenau, but the, the count there, Count Andrich Albrecht, he was much more tolerant of, of different religious expressions and views. And so we began to have meetings in our homes. Small group would come and we would meet. We would, uh, of course, read scripture and and what was, what was God calling us to do or to be right now? We would sing our hymns. We loved to sing our hymns. And I heard your music before I came and know that that continues too. We discussed 
what would it mean for us to be rebaptized as adults? And we prayed, seeking the mind of Christ in these matters. About two years later, early August 1708, we made decision to be rebaptized. We agreed that we would uh, meet very early in the morning down by the bank of the Ada River, which flowed through Schwarzenau. Beautiful place. There were eight of us. You know, it's been a long time, but I would like to share uh, the names with you. In addition to Anna Marguerite and me, there were the Bonnets, Andrew and Joanna Bonnet, John and Joanna Kipping, George Greeby, and Lucas Vetter. Such dear friends, dear friends, and such wonderful disciples of Jesus Christ. Meine Gemeinschaft. As we gathered early that morning by the bank of the river, there was this quiet sense of tension, anxiety, because we all knew that what we were about to do was against the law. But our faith was restored as we sang a couple of our hymns. I read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses that you heard. The other four men had drawn lots to see who would baptize me first. And again, it's been a long time, but we promised that day that we would never reveal the name of that brother. And I hope you allow me to keep that promise even today. But I remember so well, wading into the Ader with him. You know, even in August, the Ader could be a bit chilly. And it sort of caught, it caught my breath at first. But then I felt this wonderful sense of God's presence and peace as I felt this gently flowing stream around me. My brother baptized me. I baptized him and the six others in the name, in the name of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We returned to the bank of the river ask God's blessings, and then return quietly to our homes. Now, as I say, we knew what we do that day brought with it great risk. Since it was against the law, we could lose our homes. We could be put in prison, persecuted, or since it was an act of treason, we could have been put to death. But oh, my brothers and sisters, I wish I had words to share with you the joy that we felt that day. Entering into this new covenant of good conscience with God and with one another. This day impacted our lives for the rest of our lives. 
and perhaps some of your lives as well. Around the time of the baptism, I write a hymn. Thirteen verses. I won't share them all, but, but I would like to share the first one because this verse meant so much in terms of the decisions that we were making. And maybe the verse could mean something to you as you celebrate this, this anniversary time. The verse goes like this. Count Vell the cost, Christ Jesus says, when you lay the foundation. Are you resolved, though all seem lost, to risk your reputation, yourself, your wealth, for Christ the Lord, as you now give your solemn word? My dear friends of the Spring Creek Church of the Brethren, as you do celebrate this wonderful anniversary as a congregation, growing, sharing, serving, as you continue the work of Jesus, may you, like our group in the 18th century, be surrendered to God transformed in your relationships with Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. God signal oik. God bless you.